I'll play back the levels the way you set them. Say it on me. Hey, pussy, are you still there? Lee. I back. People are always saying about the talk, and I talk, and I talk, and I talk, but guess who can walk? I back it up. I back it up. That means it's time to roll, baby. You got nothing going on between your ears, bro. Hey, John, do you think I'm just going to sit there and let you kill me, John? I mean, really. I think I could beat every girl in my division with one hand. That guy is such a dick. I mean, you show your true colors after a fight. That fucking guy comes up to me. You know who you are, huh? I don't have much left to say other than you have seen nothing yet. <laughs> Hope to die, you come ready. By far, one of the most popular interviews on the Wocast has been an interview that we conducted earlier this year with Paul Kelly. It's a pleasure to welcome back to the Wocast the legend himself. How you doing, my man? I'm all right, me. Like I said, just got out of a cold shower and I'm wrapping myself up because I'm fucking balter. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm baffled. Why are you doing this? You're, you, you're, you're not preparing for a fight. Obviously, you wouldn't get from a cold shower. But to be wrapping up suggests to me that, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to get that body heated to a level where you are actually shedding pounds. No, I'm wrapping up because I'm fucking freezing cold. <laughs> so, so there's a... There's the 5am club and you get up at 5am and you get a cold shower. Yeah. 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 So I've, I've got my kids doing it. I've got my kids not getting up at 5am because I can't get up myself at 5am. But I've got my kids getting the cold shower and he can't stand me for it, yeah? <laughs> but if you, it's one of them where you're standing in front of it. It's freezing cold. You're fucking freezing anyway. Yeah. And you've got to get it done. I, you know what? Something is really, really uh, escaping me right now. Why would you do this to yourself? But this is the thing. <laughs> this is the self-torture thing. It's like, why do you do anything to yourself? So if, 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 I, if I can put myself in a cold shower and keep it cold and get the complete shower freezing fucking cold, yeah. that gives me the mindset all day to just get it done. Ah. Stand, yeah, it's good, you know so, so you stand in front of the shower and you think, for fuck's sake. <laughs> but you just get in and get it done. So then throughout the day then, anything else that you, you question doing and you're going to procrastinate and leave to the side, no, I'll do it later. You just think, nah, fuck it, I'll do it now. You know, we're, we're going we're gonna to circle back to this. I'll tell you why. Uh-huh. We are obviously as a nation on lockdown. I mean, effectively house arrest. And it sounds as though you've got ways and means to actually cope, given obviously your, your obvious background. But also, it does look as though you're, you're going through a coping mechanism which seems to be working for you. And, you know, by and large, I'm going to be trying this tomorrow morning, 5.30 a.m. I'm going to be jumping in a cold shower. Because you're right. Once you've been through that torture, what else can the day throw at you? Nothing. Lad, it's, honestly, it's productive. It works. It's on Mark Scanlon and a few mm. of the lads out the gym have been doing for ages. Yeah. And I, I haven't been doing, but I, I've just, the past couple of weeks, I've started doing it. So I'm not on lockdown. I'm still I'm still actively working. Like I'm renovating, a, I'm renovating the property now, so I'm driving to work. And I'm, I, I can't stay still. I've done enough bang up. You should all worrying about this. I've done fucking six years in a cupboard <laughs> with, a, with a bed. Yeah. And a toilet and a toilet at the end of the bed with no let with no channels and no food. So yeah. 
I've done my I've done my bangle. Like like I say, we're going to circle back to this because it does sound as though you've got some coping mechanisms that we could all benefit from. But talk to me about Simone um, or, or Simon Bottino. I mean, that was the last time we saw you back in the cage, and that TKO, uh, the elbows. Obviously, that must have felt quite good. But leading up to that, talk to me about fight night. Talk to me about when it actually finally dawned upon you that you were going to be going in there and doing battle. Do you know what's messed up is um, in the back. Don't forget, I haven't fought for that on that night. I haven't fought, and there's a few things. This is that look. Whatever I, you know me. Yeah. You know me for years. Mm. I don't like. I don't mm. talk shit. Mm. I don't. You know, I love putting a bevy on to make a story stand good, but but that's it. You'll never hear me lie, right? So, um, in the back, I'm looking at all the younger lads. Who were in and around the gym? Yeah, and I'm and I'm watching them because certainly through jail, I watch every. It's something that I do. I watch people. I watch how they respond, how they react, how they they deal in circumstances if they're up to something. So I used to stand on the top of the landing and I'd watch, and that's like as fucked up as that sounds. People watching. Mm. I like people watching, so I'll go and sit on a park and I'll watch everybody. Which is weird, I know. <laughs> so I'm I'm in the back, I'm in the back, and I'm watching certainly two twins now, the identical, and both responded completely different to what was happening that mm. night. Mm. Mainly one because one was the other, one was fighting before the other one. The mindset aspect of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm sitting there just completely fucking dead inside, like nothing, and I'm thinking, this isn't normal. Mm. I've been away for such a long time and I'm ready to fight main event, by the way, in front of my hometown. The pla- the place had sold out and I weren't asked. Really? I weren't asked. No butterflies, no emotion, Lad, no I've, fear. I've never been a nervous fighter, mm. but I was expecting for like this this thing to be a little bit nervous because you need that little bit of nervous energy. You need that little bit of switch, I think. Yeah. But I thought, I was just in the mindset of, and you know, I'm lit, I sound, I sound like a tit and I'm lying, but I'm not, I'm not asked. I don't, I don't fear, I don't get scared, I don't, I don't look, I don't think, ooh, I just think, go ahead. Like, fucking come on, like, I don't care. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing, and it made me question it today later, because going into the fight, and... Everyone's always quick to mention injuries after after the fight when they hurt themselves. But I bust a couple of ribs about four weeks out from the fight and couldn't train. Yeah, but I couldn't pull it because it's all of anyone. So at the end, when I sit on my knees and I say to I say without that man there, I wouldn't be here. I said to Colin, mm. I said to Colin about a couple of a couple of weeks before. I said, Col, I, I can't breathe. Our baby's leaning on me and I'm fucking wincing in pain. Wow. I can't wrestle. I can't do fuck all. And he looked at me and went, son, you, have you ever met Colin? Oh, yeah. Colin Colin yeah, was the have, guy yeah. who... Sorry, lad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, he, he introduced sorry, me to yeah. the rest well, of the cowboy, yeah. You, you know you know yourself. He's a man of few words. Yeah. He doesn't talk shite. He's a man of presence, though. Oh, very much so, yeah. So we just looked at me and went, do you trust me, son? I said, yeah, we'll get through this, you'll be okay. And that was the last That was the last question I had in my mind about whether I'm going to fight or not. Oh, wow. You know, because it just, I, he, he, you have that faith, you have that trust in him, that he, he wouldn't, he'd sooner pull the fight and, and 
and not have you do it. You yeah. know? So she said, you trust me? She said, yeah. She said, well, you know, that's it. You'll be okay. So I ran and I done pads. No, don't forget, I haven't even fucking, I haven't even wrestled. I'm going into fucking hours, a mad one. So that's on top of not being asked in the back. I'm going out to fight these, this, this Italian guy with fucking broken ribs. Yeah. In the main events. And I was just sat there and didn't give a single fuck. <laughs> I didn't give a single fuck, honestly. <laughs> Wow, you know something. I'm saying, I'm saying, wow. But you know, I, I remember years ago. It must have been about mm, something like nine. No, it must have been about ten years ago. It was when when I came up to Liverpool, and you and the rest of Cowborn were cornering a few of the guys. And looking around the room, I had my camera trained on, because just like you, I like to people watch, I had my camera trained on you all the time. i tell you why. It was the weirdest thing. Everybody else chewing their lips for their fellow teammates. They were a little bit agitated, a little bit worried, a little bit kind of like antsy. You were chewing gum and popping them. You were the only person there. looked like they were just about to do some shopping. Everybody else was stressed. Yeah. Like fucking psychopathic tendencies. <laughs> you know, like, not asked. It's fucking not normal, honest. I sat and thought about it the next day, and I just thought, lads, you might be a bit of a fucking... <laughs> you might be a bit of a bump. <laughs> I know everyone says it, and everyone says it, joking about, but, yeah, fucking... It made me, it made me think a little bit. Anyway. Wow. Bad. But, okay, so you're walking to the cage you get to the cage apron. Again, nothing kicks in. You're looking around, you see all your friends. Then what? Are oh, the straightener. <laughs> That's it. Hey. <laughs> I had a straight there. Come on, let's fucking have it. Never change, man. Never change. Nah, so, nah, honest, I fucking I'm all the way through my sentence, all the way through my childhood. If it's a straightener, let's go. Mm. What are you waiting now for? I just couldn't wait. Like any time, I just can't wait for the referee to move out the way. And let's get it on. Let's do it. Yeah. So. You've got your hand raised, obviously, at the end of the night. What are the conversations? Yeah. What's actually being planned? Obviously, no one saw the coronavirus or COVID-19 coming or even mm. on the horizon. But what were the sort of plans that were being made? What was the, the, the discussion? What was the start of the conversations? So, so Simeon Botelli, he, he come, he got paid, he done his job. He was he was warm up fight, but fuck me, he was he a warm up fight? Me, it was black and blue. He was tough. <laughs> he was tough, mm. which is which is what I needed. I didn't need it. I didn't need a, a walk in the park. I needed a tough opponent. I needed to feel that little bit of a little bit of um, test of will. You know, let's get let's get it let's get it. Whoa, can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah. Someone trying to FaceTime. Yeah, so. I needed that little bit of test of will and that little bit of character. Yeah. See if you see if you've still got that grit in your teeth, lad, where you can fucking where you've got to knuckle down despite what's happening. Um, did you feel as though you were shaking off any rust though? Did you feel ever so slightly, oh I've got to get warmed up, I've got to get into this? No, I think John you know felt most. John you know felt most listening to this shit. <laughs> right? So <laughs> so if you watch the fight back, I don't come in my corner straight away. Because that's how I planned it. Me and Ali McLean, we knew my ribs were broke. Yeah. I needed to get in, get the job done. Not so much get it done, but to dictate play 
from a position where I'm not going to injure myself further. Mm. Mm. I couldn't just go in and, bla- and, and blast them out there because, you know, there's, pain, there's pay- people who've paid and despite what anyone thinks, it's a spectator sport. You know, it's not about me. It's about people that have paid the money that want to turn up and have a good night. Yeah, yeah. You That's the see- reality of fighting. That's uh, all bullshit aside. Mm. The amount pay for fighters to come in and do a job and that everyone leaves and goes, well, that was sound, that. Do you know what I mean? So I couldn't just, didn't want to go in and just hit someone and then fall over them at the end of the night. So I had to go, so me and Ali McLean, we drilled and we drilled and we drilled and it went exactly to plan, to be honest. Yeah. What didn't, what didn't go to plan is I dunk him in my corner and as I dunk him in my corner, he elbows me three times in my ribs and I wow. promise you, I shit you not. I, um, I sat, I, I, in my head I thought, this, he knows. There's a rat in the camp. Someone sold him. He fucking knows. <laughs> so I just adjusted myself. Had a big deep breath, moved, and went to work again. Yeah. Um. Maybe we talking about what was we up to then? Before we need to talk about that. Uh, just basically about the feelings and where yeah. the conversation was going after your armor dude and raise. I'm sure there was, okay, next up, Tellys, we're going to be doing this. You're going to be on yeah. this card and this is going to be the opponent. There must have been some conversations that were starting so, to formulate. So I was speaking with the promotion straight away. Yeah. And I just, want, I just wanted to keep momentum going. I didn't really care about the money aspect of it. Mm. I just wanted, I just wanted momentum, which is hard when you're in my position because you can't undersell yourself to any promotion. People have to pay you for what you're worth, yeah. what you bring. Otherwise, you fuck yourself up for later down the line. But mm. in reality, as a fighter who's been out for such a long time, all I want to do is fight. You know, it's, yeah. it's me career. It's me career, and obviously, I'm a prize fighter. I fight for money, but all I wanted to do. Stay active, get going again. Let's go. I would have went two weeks after if I could have. Pro Bellum are doing a lot of shows right across the board. Yeah. And as soon as as soon as you come back on the scene, people pop up from all over the place. But what has popped up, as I'm sure you've heard, is Daily Daily wants three fights before he retires. Me, yeah. Douglas Lima, and someone else. Now we put that on the on his Instagram the other mm. day. Mm. And as you know, lad, I'm not one to fucking back down. So I obliged and said, yeah, come on, let's do it. One more. Give me one more fight. I need at least one more warm-up fight. If I want to go into that fight and give that fight what it's worth. Yeah. Give that fight what it should have been when we were both when we were both ready and, and active and peaking to fight each other. Yeah. Um, so if I wanna if I wanna give that fight the credibility it deserves. I need to go and have two, I think, realistically, two good wins. And then me and them will fucking kill each other. But he, <laughs> he, he messaged me, Paul himself. I messaged him. Ah. And, we spoke, and we spoke about it. Yeah. And you know what? He's a fucking gangster. He's a he's, he's a hard cunt. Yeah. And he, he, he hits hard with both fans. And what a fight that'll be. Oh, definitely. And I, I'm glad you say that you um, you messaged him because I spoke to him after our initial conversation, after we spoke months ago, and he said he has the utmost respect for you. He, he really yeah. does rate you as a fighter. No, it's not even as a fighter because, do you know what? This industry, despite what people think, is full of frauds. Mm. It's full of liars who live in them fucking... who, who, who are getting... Tea and toast brought up to off the mar, and they're walking out with balaclavas on and bandanas on, and it's just 
Paul's legit. You yeah. know, he's yeah. under, he's 100% legit. Mm-hmm. People like him or don't, he yep. doesn't care. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I like, I like the realness of Paul and the fact that he's been there since day dot. And, and that's so, just it. He hasn't said this, but just listening to him talk about you and you talking about him, it's an old cliche, I know, but real certainly recognises real. And yeah, as we both know, he's as real as they come. I wouldn't give, I wouldn't give, I would, if he was a fraud, I wouldn't, I would certainly wouldn't waste my breath talking about him. Paul's mm. 100% legit. And I, I'm sure they won a title. I know he's won loads of titles, but I thought he would have, I thought he would have got the Bellator yeah. title me at, at some point. You know, while I was away, I thought he would have come out, he would have been a champ. But um, if he's going to attack, like, <clears throat> and I was fucked up with this sounds as well. I don't think um, I always I always care about winning because I'm a winner. Mm. But I think with Paul, I just like to go in and just absolutely lock horns and leave something for everyone to remember. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And I imagine that's what will actually transpire because your game, and he certainly is game, so that will be a hell of a fight. So in terms of logistics, how would that work considering you're signed to Probellum? And what it is, get your cash out. (laughs) Let's see who's paying the most. It's a big fight. Mm. It's a big fight. Me and Paul are both on the same page, aren't we? Because, you know, we're both the same kind of people. He's he's from Nottingham, from Liverpool. He's um, he knows the score. I'd get your cash out. Let's see who's paying the most and let's get it done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's... It sells anywhere out. Certainly any MMA fans pre-Conor McGregor. Before, like, you know, because when Conor McGregor comes, it brought a lot of people into the world of MMA. But previous to that, MMA was around for a long time. And all them people that were there from the start, they'd love to see that fight and they'd pay to see that fight and they'd come up and watch that fight. So... Yeah, I, it's all down to to who gets your cash out. Yeah, personally, I'd fucking one hundred percent sooner stay with Probellum. They've got they've got plenty of money. They're a tough fan. They're, they're on the way up. They're certainly on the way up. Seeing that COVID's come along and put the blockers on it a little bit. But yeah, if I just don't know how Paul's locked in with his contact with Bellator, or I'd have to go to Bellator. I don't know. You see, that's what I put to you the last time we spoke. If Probellum give you a one-fight um, release to fight on Bellator, that would be one hell of a fight. But I doubt very much, considering you know the, the contractual situation that Paul is on at the moment, that he'd get a release to go and fight on another promotion. Yeah, well, then it's Bellator. Then, mm, it? mm, mm, nice. I'm sure, I'm, sure Probellum, I'm sure Probellum will be okay with that. I'm not 100%, by the way. Look, this is the first time I've spoke about it yeah. since COVID. Mm. And I haven't even spoke to Colin about it. Um, but you know, Colin, he, we're all our own men. Whatever we decide, we decide. Yeah. He doesn't try and he doesn't try and tell us what to do. Like when um, Darren forecast on him, that was Darren's decision. Mm. Um. So it, if we if we if we if I say look, can I go and fight Paul on Probellum? I'd obviously ask permission because he's the gaffer, but he would 
agree yeah 100% yeah I mean um, it's kind of uh, you, you made me wince then when you talked about Darren and um, Kelvin Gastelum when they locked horns because I actually bet against Darren and boy yeah, did I, yeah well I, I was made to pay like literally um, and figuratively made to pay I was in the gym with um, uh, Nathaniel Wood and Brad Pickett and they counted whilst I did 20 press-ups on camera. And every single press-up <laughs> I did, they shouted shame. That's the best and and they, they put that on social media. Yeah. <laughs> what, did they have Till? Did they down for winning? They, they had Till. Everybody was behind Till, apart from me in that gym. Yeah. yeah. No, I think the Yanks should rip them off. But I just think for someone like him, he needs that mentality. It's a bit like me. He needs that little fucking... Like, as soon as, as, soon as I ate... As soon as, as soon as Daily put that up on it, and then I'm sitting there, do you know what? I've got a video of our baby, I'll tell you now. Yeah. I'm sitting, I'm sitting watching <clears throat> Daily's highlight reel in my house. Mm. And um, I need a fight like that to get me go, come on, let's have it. So, like, I've got to, I'm up early in the morning, I'm running, I'm dieting, I'm training, I'm a real fucking switch on moments, and I get why Till done the Gastelum fight. Yeah. Because that's, look, this cunt's going to come and he's going to hit me with both hands, like a shit shovel so yeah but I've got a video of my son punching the screen while Daly's on the on the telly and he's only one <laughs> he goes over and he's punching the screen I'm going to save it I've sent it to Paul yeah and I've, and I've sent it to Daly and gone lad our baby's ready for you if I'm not let's go <laughs> David for promo for it. But speaking of being ready, you know what? It intrigued me when you were talking uh, when we initially um, started the call about coping me mechanisms. Now, is that the only coping mechanism that you have instilled in yourself um, across the board, or have you brought that on board just because of COVID? With the cold shower? Yeah. No, no, not because of COVID. Look, this is everyone's going round the bend, right? thinking fucking this is bang up. Bang up, sat in a cell with a toilet at the end of your bed with no kettle, electricity, no you got your, you got your, you got your you've got one plug on the wall and you've got your T V and you know, if you haven't got a kettle, you've got a flask, but reality is you're locked in a cupboard with a shit at the end of your bed. That's bang up with a with a window that doesn't open. And I've done that for six years. Mm. My coping mechanism I don't know. Is blank it out, give less of a fuck than you should, and just get on with it. How do you um, actually do that? Because okay, uh, th this is t time for me, I suppose, to get on the on the couch. I feel a little bit like um, you've had your liberty taken away, and you're used to certain things, as in going out as you please. And I struggle with staying indoors. Now, luckily for me, I've got a garden. But I do find it that if I don't get out at least once a day for a bike ride, I start climbing the walls. How do well, you do, do your exercise? Yeah, but that's just it. I, I get that's out on, on on a, on a on a for an hour and just really pound the streets in terms of um, getting on that bike. But I'm just thinking for those people who are in a council high rise, how would they cope? How what would you say to somebody who was living in a high rise in terms of Coping mechanisms for them. All right, get yourself a block of paper, write down 10 squares one way, 10 down the other, so you land up with 100 squares mm. in a block. Mm. Put a pen next to it and do yourself a thousand burpees, try and clear it in under an hour. <laughs> wow. A thousand burpees, yeah. Okay. So every time you do 10, you, 
you, you cross a line off. And I used to do that, uh, I don't know, at least once a week. At least once a week. If I was locked up, because they have, they have bang-up days where you don't get out of your room. Yeah. So if I was on bang-up, I'd get enough, because there's no space. You'd have your, your bed in the wall, and I'd just do a thousand babies there. But that, that okay, that, that takes care of the physical. An hour. All right, that's an hour, taking care of the physical. But how about your mental? How do you maintain a mental mind state under lockdown? <laughs> you know, there's something that's fully mental. Right? I don't have a mental mind state. <laughs> I was fucked before I went to jail. Um, I don't know. I don't have no drugs. A lot of a lot of people have all kinds of uppers, downers, left and righters. I just get on with it. Yeah. You just gotta get on with it. For fuck's sake, you just fucking read the book. I read loads of books which I never done before I went away. So that's one thing. I read loads of books. Read books, watch Jeremy Kyle, wank loads. <laughs> exercise. I hear you. I hear you. But, I mean, moving forward, though, in terms of your um, business, that must be a godsend and a lifesaver for you right now. How How is that actually um, functioning under lockdown? Well, we're chuckled at work because, one, nobody wants to go out and stand in the queues for... The supermarkets. Right. Everyone's on a health kick because they're at home and everyone's training, everyone's doing home workouts and getting out and running. Yeah. Which, to be fair, have you seen how good everyone's life is now and the time they're spending with the kids? It's funny you should say that because on the last podcast, like I did it with a couple of guys um, for now, and um, myself and Kairos and uh, Jasanga were talking about it gives you that reset. It allows you to say, you know what? This is important and that isn't. Do you know what I mean? It yeah, allows you 100%. to reassess your life. Yeah, I have, I have my kids. I didn't see my kids for a while because mm. of it, because they were with the mum. So I'd had enough anyway, and I've just gone and got them, and they come and stayed with me. And we had, we done like a because because the kids and kids are separate, we had to keep them separate. So I'm renovating a little flat, and we literally just come, slept on the couch, we pushed the couches together, slept on the couch, like proper hillbillies yeah and went on the beach every night and done a barbecue and we were exercising and i thrilled them like a sergeant made them get the cold shower of a morning before they went to bed before they got out that and i had a boss couple of days wow it was just dead dead simple there was no no money no no nothing getting spent no big fancy parks or going to pictures it was just going down the beach with a little throwaway barbie and fucking going on bike rides and so for yourself then it must have been a sort of reset then no um yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know about to reset because I have i literally haven't had a day off mm. i'm working and i still yeah yeah so if i'm if i'm not if I'm not getting a stock for the chefs or if I'm not cleaning up and renovating, I'm, I'm to the, all day today I've been, I'm going to start plastering tomorrow. I, I can't sit still. I'll always, I'm, I'm like my mum and dad. My mum and dad never took a day off work since I've known them. Yeah. So I'm just a grafter. I'm, I'm working. I'm not sitting around on the couch twiddling my fingers. So I wouldn't even say it was a reset. Definitely not. That's the only way to say it is. Yeah. Yeah. Kickstart. The only thing I'm asked about is it should put, you put the blockers on. I finally decided to fight again after being out a year. Yeah. And then this has happened. Hopefully, though, it shouldn't take more than a month. And I think things will start. Things will start 
opening up again by the end of next month, I think. Now, I know this is a bit of a side issue, and I, I, um, the reason why I'm asking you, because I know you've read so much into nutrition. How much yeah. store are you putting by this notion that it's to do with nutrition choices? That's why we're in a situation where we are effectively under house arrest, because when they're lo- linking it back to Wuhan and the Wuhan wet market, and they're talking about the life choices and the meals and the dishes that they were serving up there, they're saying that's connected. How true do you think that is? Um, I think if you poison your body, your body's going to reflect the poison. I think, I think nutrition's so so important to every aspect of life. Your health certainly, and I think uh, even if it's not the case, mm. and it may, and it's made people think about that, about the shit that they put in the body every day, then it's got to be a good thing. Um, I don't know whether it's going to be, I don't know whether it's going to be, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, because there's all this 5G, and if you're there 5G, you think, shut up, mate, all right, sound. Yeah. And if you're, if you're there, like, if you're there, the doctors talk about it, because there's a few good podcasts. It's it's just convenient, the way they're just banging up all the 5G masks now, while we're all locked indoors. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, will, I don't think it's nutrition. And I, if it was nutrition, why would it spread all the way from China to here? It is one. That what is... you're saying? It's nutrition. Nutrition. Our bodies are broken down. Bad nutrition is why we're getting sick. Yeah, I mean that seems to be the common story which has been perpetuated, in which you know the narrative seems to be around nutrition and nutrition choices, especially it stemming from this is how it's been played out in terms of what we've been told, especially that it's come from the quote unquote wet market in Wuhan. Um, now, for me. That seems a little bit convenient. I'm, uh, you know, I'm not convinced that is the actual story, but I was intrigued by your answer because I know you're really well up on nutrition. I, yeah, I think, I think alternative medicine shouldn't be called alternative medicine. I think that should be first choice medicine. Yeah. And it, and, that, and that's anything that's natural. And it needs to create. <clears throat> anything that needs to create, you usually find the cure. So whatever needs to create, needs to cures. So if... If what what we call alternative medicine is natural, I hear it you. Be called alternative. I think it should be called first choice, and that's made by a pharmaceutical company that's charging governments billions every year yeah. to to ram it down your neck. Then that should be last choice medicine. I think. I think maybe the whole thing's designed for a new. Vaccine, I don't have, I don't vaccinate, I haven't vaccinated my little boy, I vaccinated my first two. Yeah. But not no more, me, me partner, she's a pharmacy tech, and she, so her job is to be in pharmacy. That's right. what she does. And she is completely anti-vaccination, 100%. That is incredible. That's a that's a perspective which I think for from where I'm sat is is baffling. You're saying that that's her day job, but that's she, her job. Yeah, that, that's been her job since she was 16 years of age. Wow. She's she's run the chemist, so and she's completely and utterly against it. So every time we go in the doctors with the baby, the, because what happens is every time your child gets a vaccination, the doctors or the the pharmacy they'll get they'll get paid. For you getting that vaccination. How is that possible? That's fucked up. It's it's fucked. But why do you need to give my brother won't vaccinate his kids and his kids are so healthy and, and flying and he's really into it and he and he says, Why do you need to give your kid thirty six diseases? Mm. Just off eight that haven't existed for fucking 
you know, send years. And, and not only that, it's not just that vaccinations. There has to be a, a certain percentage of the population to be vaccinated before they even work anyway. And the miles away from them numbers, they're like, you know, say, all right, for example, say it's, you know, 90% of the population or 80% of the population has to be vaccinated. Yeah. 60% are vaccinated. You're 20% out. So it's never going to reach them numbers anyway. So the vaccinations don't even work. You're just pumping your body full of fucking shit, and you're giving it to your kids who don't have a choice. Wow. Deep. Go yeah, on. yeah I, I was about to say that, you know, I, I was going to ask why she wouldn't um, be a, a, well, be a flag waver an for an, an advocate. Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, an advocate yeah. for something which she does in her day job. But you've explained it concisely and precisely there. It's yeah. it's it's worrying. especially it it, it, you know, it, all all these vaccinations that we're getting fucking vaccinations for diseases that haven't been about for, for fucking years and years and years. Yeah. And then because the doctor tells you to do it, we're all sheep and go, okay, look, I've got to get my kid vaccinated. But how many kids have a bad turn off that vaccination and die? Yeah, true. The more the kids, the more kids that die of the vaccinations than the vaccinations will ever save. It's it's a no brainer. But I didn't look into all this until, you know, the, since I've been with her, really. Mm. And she, she, she says it to me and she argues that doctors and I go, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, I hate arguing. I hate that. I'd rather have you to fight. I won't argue with you. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> so I'll just go quiet. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, when, you listen, when you listen to people that talk about it, who know what they're talking about and don't just watch social media or mm. don't just like listen to some, what someone say then it's all second information information when you listen to someone who knows what they're talking about you go shit never knew that well exactly that's where where i'm at right now especially you're telling me you know this is coming from somebody who works in industry that is just mind-boggling mm. yeah, wow well paul I want to end this on a on a positive, upbeat note. I, I just wanted right, to say that it was an incredible um, sight to see you returning to the cage. Lad, and I cannot wait to get this COVID done and get out. I can't wait to fight daily. Yeah, I can't wait to do that fight. Whoever makes it up, I just need to go and have myself. I want I want a good stand up fight with a good striker. Someone who doesn't hit as hard as daily, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I want to have my fucking brain cells before I get in there. <laughs> but I wanna I wanna have a good I wanna have two good fights, two good two good straighteners where I can taste the blood running down the back of my throat and I can't hear nothing because it, it's deep water. Yeah. And and I wanna put myself in that in that no fucks no fucks given, but um I don't know. That that mindset where, you know, you're in there to get it done and that's it. Well, oh, it's inc- yes. I can't wait for that. It's incredible that, you know, the conversation is starting and I'm hoping that it continues, especially to a point where, you know, this is definitely a reality. Paul, I have yeah. to say, it's been incredible speaking to you, catching up with you, and especially a bit of an eye-opener on, on, on a tangent, which I didn't think, you know, we'd get into. But thank you again for your time. Well, I like we were not having an interview with him. We were on a telephone call with <laughs> It does Love seem like that. You, yeah, and you, you. Take care of yourself, yeah. and then we'll definitely you too, catch mate. up in the coming months. Take it easy, Salah. All right, take care, Paul. Right.